Good evening, everybody. We are here. We are live. We are live. We are back. It is the crew with Kicking with the Crew. Tonight, we're going to go over some draft prospects, everybody. Uh, sorry it took a couple minutes to go live. We had some technical difficulties with some video clips, and I had some technical difficulties getting my Devils game on. Go Devils, by the way. Kick Boston's ass. How's everybody doing tonight? Ready to go. I'm here. Excited. Let's get it going. Oh, yes, sir. There's DeMarco hiding in the hiding in the background right there. Sharing the stream everywhere. Get everything going. Chad's, Chad's already in the comments. Hey, Let's make sure on, anybody who's already in, I can see we got two here. Uh, just make sure anybody that's in, please feel free to comment, um, like, subscribe. And then obviously tonight's going to be huge uh, as far as what everybody wanted this week. Everybody wanted some draft coverage. So uh, feel free to place your input on anybody in the comment section on who you think we should be discussing or looking at and who do you think the coach should be doing the same with. So let us know, keep us updated, and then we'll uh, get our guys to you guys. To go ahead and hop off of that, uh, tonight is y'all's episode. Y'all were the ones who voted for this. Everybody wanted draft talk, so we brought draft talk. So if you're in the comments, like he said, make sure you're commenting because you all voted for this episode. So... You guys just want to jump all right on into it, huh? I mean, who's H? Who's HC? Who's the GM? Who? who? <laughs> oh yeah, Demarco. Who, who? Demarco, you gonna be coach so, GM here? Because we're trying to we're trying to figure out. We were trying to figure out earlier how we were gonna make this more interesting because everybody's been doing coverage of the draft. Everybody's been talking about coverage of the draft, all this fun jazz prospects, things like that. Every Colts podcast known to man is talking the same similar way, just kind of to you, at you about what they're seeing in prospects. It's all this boring hoopla that everybody sees day in day out every other night when you watch a different podcast so we were trying to figure out a different way what we discussed was uh myself and demarco one of us being the gm and one of us being the head coach and we were going to decide on who we draft and we were going to have trev tonight but some things came up so it looks like demarco and zach are going to be our scouts and they're going to be the ones that are going to have to convince us on who we pick I meant Damon. I meant Damon. I meant Damon. I meant Damon. My bad. My bad. Okay. I was about to say. So, okay. if, DeMarco, if who do you want? Do you want to be GM or you want to be head coach? Um, it's a tough one, man. I don't think it really matters. It's not like we're going to be. I think DeMarco should be the should be the uh, the GM, and Matt should be the coach. That's what I think. Why do, you, you why do you think that? You got a coach's personality. You do. Okay. And DeMarco's, I think DeMarco's a great evaluator of like physical attributes, negatives, positives. Whereas I think you oversee a lot of things in like the heart aspect, the coachable things. So I think, I think that's spot on. In my opinion, Zach. I think, think that's a good evaluation from you. I mean, yeah. I just look at it like, you guys are literally the same person, just different, <laughs> different skin, skin, skin. Pigmentation. What do you say? What do you say in uh? What do you say in uh? Remember the Titans? Don't you see the resemblance? Yeah, yeah, literally, family resemblance. Don't you see it? We ain't different. So, so question then: What are we going to do with um Trev? So, is Trev stuff, or are we just going to kind of like 
go through Trev's stuff a little bit too. Uh, so um, I can go back to uh, some of his messages. I know he has some guys in there. Um, I can try and give my best input on some of the ones that you know, because I know uh, there was a few, quite a few. I want to say that me, Trev, and Zach had uh, said in there that were kind of the same. So I could pretty much kind of go off uh, some of what his um, description was or what he liked about the guys. Even though we got a shit ton of conversation in here, so I gotta find me scroll all the way back up to the top. I got some of his videos here too. Uh, some of his should be in the beginning. So if you guys see any, oh, oh, he actually uh, he had a picture. He had a picture in here, so. Yeah, he was. Uh, Save us a little bit of time. He's, he spent a lot of time doing homework. It's kind of sad that he ended up missing tonight. Yeah. What's up, Ashley? All right. All right. There we go. Gotten some, getting some eyes in here now. Appreciate everybody coming through. Please like, subscribe, share wherever you at. We'd appreciate it. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and start this video. Um. Damn. So our first guy we got there, that is defensive back Cameron Smith out of South Carolina University. I mean, a lot of teams like this guy. This guy's very physical in coverage. Um, his instincts are great. He's a good tackler. Um, I mean, those, hey, hold those on, guys. hold on, GM, hold on, GM. This is supposed <laughs> to be them. You, you sit there. <laughs> hey, I'm just, I'm just describing for the fans. I'm just. He's gonna go through Trev's guys, I think. Okay, go ahead. This is this is actually one of Trev's guys, just so everybody knows. I actually don't like him at all. Like, at all? Like, it's so critical. Dude, I mean, he's good, but I feel like a lot of it was, I don't know, maybe pattern reading. So, again, that's important, and he does that very well. But at the same time, it's not hard when you sit back in zone 95% of the time right there. Nice man play. I'll give him credit when credit's due. But a lot of what South Carolina did was – they sat back in zone, and he was able to react and make the play. I don't see much anticipation coming from a corner in a way. Like, see, based on this film, it's all reaction. Definitely coming was down. right there. Yeah, he looked like he was very lethargic in the flat. Right. was almost five, six yards off of a, right. a receiver who was run, running a four- to five-yard route. I mean, I thought playing a corner, you had to be anticipate. Like, that was, again, anticipation, but at the same time, like, he's not playing the the receiver in the hip pocket. You also got to see how some of these routes were ran too. If I go back a little True. bit, you guys mind me. Uh, you guys know me. I'm the biggest critiquer in here. That's why I think Damon likes putting me as the head coach because I'll critique everybody. I don't give anybody a positive, right? Let's I see. Mean, that's, uh, a, that's, the, that's the best way to look at it though is because this, you, what you want to do is you want to see the negatives on the guy. You want to see that's the flaws what on the guy because of the fact that when they go to the next level – you got to remember that everything is going to get harder. So what they were exposed in in college is is more likely what they're going to be exposed to in the pros. And so, I think it was I think it was this one, this one here. Now, if you yeah. watch this other clip here, I think it's the next one. I mean, I it's they like played I said, again. Hold on, I think they played again. See, watch, look how terrible that route was. Yeah, it's a lazy route by the receiver. That was a lazy you, route, you, and you saw how the, you're letting the DB get off the hook, and he was even late. He was, he late, was on late, late on that. Yeah. Yeah. One hundred percent. If he was if he was on point on that, that's a pick six all day. Well, and at that point right there where he was at in that route, he was dependent on size and strength to get rid of that. And right. that's not gonna that's not gonna translate very well in the pros. Right. <laughs> that's right, Damon. That's exactly what I was gonna say. He literally tries to out muscle and out hit every receiver he goes up against. Well, you can't do that against guys like, you know, Mike Williams. 
or like Michael guys, Pittman Jr. <laughs> yeah, MPJ or you know Mike Evans. They're gonna they're gonna bounce off that. Mike Williams take it to the house. You know Mike Evans take it to the house. Again, he's just not one of my favorite corners. I think that Burst kid from from Kansas State is. is there- is there a specific I mean, reason? Um, is there a specific reason that he plays like 10, 12 yards off the ball? So that's their defense. That's, that's their defense. That's their, yeah. that's their cover two and cover three that they play. As you can see, they also move him as kind of like a, a Swiss Army knife. So this guy does everything for this defense. Um, that's another reason why a lot of teams or people like him is because of how versatile he is and he's physical. So like you can almost you can damn near play him safety sometimes. Um, like no hands. I, I think the kid is just very versatile, physical. Um, again, I, I think it's some things that you're gonna have to work on with a lot of co- uh, college players and whatnot. But um, I think he's definitely. I mean, if you look at the DBs that people count in this draft, I think a lot have like as, as many as like 14 DBs in their top 100. Yeah, okay. I mean, he's not my favorite one, but I mean, if the Colts got him. He'd be a good one, in my opinion. I believe, you know, they have the coaching. If we were, if if we're in Indianapolis and Demarco says that's the guy I want, I'm drafting him because I like his ability and a lot of his mistakes can be coached out. He'd be a good one, but he's not my first pick, obviously. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think uh, you gotta uh, love how willing this kid is to tackle. But to your point, um, Zach, uh, Julius Brents was actually one of uh, um, Trev's guys as well. Really? Yeah, I like the Brents kid yeah. way more. Yeah, he looked good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can fast forward this, man, can't you? Yeah, I can. So, um, Let me. Cam, uh, Cam Smith was rated 39th on PFF's big board, and Julius Brents was rated number 51 on their big board. Right. <clears throat> All right, and then we go here next to uh, wide receiver A.T. Perry um, out of Wake Forest. He is rated 83 on uh, PFF's big board. Uh, guy's got some speed. He was their big receiver guy, big touchdown guy. Um, <clears throat> I I think it's uh, – I mean, I wouldn't – I necessarily don't have the highest grades on in, almost any of these receivers in this draft, to be completely honest with you guys. Um, you obviously got Jordan Addison, who didn't test well in at the Combine, um, and then you got Zay Flowers. Those are the two guys that I, I think, in my opinion, are the first two that are going to come in pro-ready into an offense. Other guys are going to take a little bit more time to develop. Um, A.T. Perry, though, as you can see, his stat shows for itself. I, I think it's a guy that, that shouldn't be ignored. Um, but uh, um, give him a, a late-round guy, give you a big threat at wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I have. I was never particularly impressed with his with his game. Um, I think that he we have one too many receivers of his caliber and style. Um, I'm talking like from first to six on our roster spots. I mean, what I'm seeing out of him is nothing that Des Patman or, or Mike Strong couldn't give for us, um, taking our routes. But I just I, I just don't see him being necessarily the best fit at receiver um, out of what we have available on the big board um, going into this year's draft. Yeah, he doesn't blow me away. I mean, he doesn't – he's a master of none. Like, he's good at everything, but he's not really good at one specific thing. And nothing he does on tape stands out. So, again, he's solid, but he's 
a late round pick in my opinion. Yeah, definitely a late round pick. <clears throat> I think the kid can play though, but as Damon said, I think just of what his skill set is, we already have the yeah. prototype for like four of those on our roster. So yeah. that's not necessarily a guy that I would say we should still be looking for, but I, I definitely wouldn't doubt that the kid could be pretty good later on down the road. And then um, the other receiver that uh, Trev had on here was Tyler Scott. Oh, this is my guy. Hold Hold on. on. Yeah, yeah. Tyler Scott's in here, too. Tyler Scott's in here, too. Um, He ranked uh, 119th on PFF's big board. Hold on on Tyler Scott. This is my guy. This is Xavier Smith from Florida A&M. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is is the 5'10 T.Y. Hilton prototype. He's a little bit older because he started school a little bit later. But this dude gets no love. He's a pro's pro. Runs incredible routes. Plays plays receiver position how you should. Gets 10 toes down on every catch. Is Great savvy route. Enough, is savvy enough when running routes to always get open. This dude, in my opinion, whatever team drafts him, and I hope Indianapolis does, they're getting, in my opinion, the seal of the draft. And no one's talked about this kid all year. I've been pounding the That's table. Perfect about how good this Xavier Smith guy routing DBs up. I mean, he is legit one of my probably top two, top three favorite favorite prospects this year. He's my prospect crush of 2023. Xavier like, Smith. Yeah, Xavier Smith, Florida A&M University. Dude is nice. And what is his physical stats? Uh, I think he's 5'10", uh, 180-something. So he's got a decent build to him. Um, and then did he did he perform at the combine or, or pro day? Uh, he was not invited to the combine. And I don't know about a pro day. He went to the HBCU combine. So and that wasn't televised. So I don't have any of that, any of their numbers. Whoever made his highlight tape needs to be sued. <laughs> <laughs> I love this kid. Like this kid is like why I mean, is his why is his highlight? T- I mean, this ain't this is just the, the whole game. They're not even yeah, they even he, from what from from the routes and stuff that I've seen, and from his size comparison, he kind of looks like I, I mean I hate to throw this name out there just because of the talent that was there, but a lot of from what I see on his routes and the way he looks like he plays, he reminds me of Antonio Brown. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah. that's that's what it looks like when um, watching him run some of these routes to see the to see the space that he's creating um, against some of these DBs and stuff from what you can't see. I mean, he was used everywhere at Florida A&M. They used him at receiver. He returned to kick some punts early on. He started a running back, and they switched him over to receiver. Like, he's one of the few guys who I've actually watched bunches of tapes on, and he's my guy. Like, my dude. Yeah, I think there's a which, which one was him on that play? Was that him? Uh, he was in the slot. Top of yeah, the screen. Same terrible, terrible route. Yeah, that was like a designed uh, run, right? I look, I could even. His quarterback doesn't even look his way enough. I mean, I don't know if he wasn't the game plan or not, but I mean, 
look at how open he is on them near every play. He gets himself <laughs> open. He's he's a stud. I mean, look at look. I mean, every route. I mean, that's a say. You got a fourth and two, a third and one. I I mean, the guy is just. Man, it's just open all the time. Oh goodness! Try to go for it, fourth and short. <laughs> and he had him, and he still had Xavier Smith open in the flat. I mean, the play looked like it was designed to go to the right. But, oh goodness! I mean, <clears throat> okay. Uh, Drake May is not the quarterback of Florida A and M. He's a uh, he's the quarterback on the other side that's tearing apart A and M because their quarterback stinks. Man, I wasn't trying to watch a whole ass game. I'm sorry. I gave you the whole game. Here's Tyler Scott right here. Here's Tyler Scott. All right. And this is the guy. Oh, he. Oh, this is the guy that went to Cincinnati. I can't stand this dude. He's Alec Pierce 2.0. We already had it. You have Alec Pierce. Well, you can Ooh. still stand it then. <laughs> that's, that's speed. I mean, it's the same. It, don't hate the same, don't, don't the same receiver. I understand that, but don't hate the guy just because we got him. Just say he don't fit what we he, need right now. Right. He's the same receiver like as, as Pierce. He took over ex- what Alec when Alec Pierce left Cincinnati, Scott did everything Alec Pierce did after he left. Same receiver. I feel like I the mean, route tree, the route tree already. The, I like it though. Look like they gave Tyler Scott is a lot better than what they gave Alec Pierce when he was the receiver. There. Yeah, I mean that was a, Pierce was uh, Pierce would go Pierce was, get it. Yeah, but that's all he did. <laughs> like, he didn't. I, mean, I, don't, I, I don't know if he had maybe more than two out routes. Yeah, this guy looks a little bit. I mean, Pierce was just up the sideline every time. Yeah, this guy actually looked like he has a route tree. He does. Uh, that was a seam route. Looks like a go route, and then an out route. He just ran right there. Mm-hmm. And he caught that seam route between coverage. I mean, look how open he just was. But granted, that looks like it may have been a linebacker covering him. <laughs> no, that was me covering him. Yeah. I stopped playing linebacker a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is with Ritter at quarterback, too. So this is. Oh, so this when, is two years ago. Yeah, this is two years ago. So Pierce was still on the team then. Right. Yeah. This is his when he's actually not doing what Pierce stuff did. But on his tape this year, yeah, he did everything Pierce did last year. Open. Goodness gracious. He looks small. Yeah. He's – I think he's 5'11", five, five 6 foot, 5'10", within that range. Ooh, okay. That's a, that's a pretty good route on a, on a, on a Bama team right there. Uh, okay, now we're seeing some of his SEC stuff. I think this is this year's tape. Yeah, that has to be. Yeah. They play Arkansas this year. That's a that's an NFL level catch right there. That's a good throw. <laughs> I just don't oh, like. Goodness gracious! <laughs> okay, hold on. That's Kingsall State. All right, <laughs> well, I mean, he put that man on skates. <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Yeah, that was – that, that man got put on an absolute skates. <laughs> the Battle of Ohio. Another great – goodness, that's a that's a good catch. I mean, that's a lot of uh, that's a lot of work for a 10-year ten year catch, but – I mean, this quarterback for Cincinnati is dookie. 
So, I mean, Travis Scott, Tyler Scott, whatever his name is, Scott, who knows? I mean, he's, again, I feel like he's Alex Pierce. Yeah. Uh, he is not bad. I mean, but uh, I think you're 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 pretty much on it, Zach. The way they use them, sorry, Gold. is uh very likely the same way. But I just think his route tree looks a little bit more uh, more polished than yeah. Alex Pierce's was coming out. Um, Chad yeah. at, at tackle, obviously, um, you know, you got there's a, there's the top guys up there: Peter Skaronski, uh Paris Johnson, who Zach loves. Um. But there's quite a few other guys uh, that – well, I don't want to say quite a few. But there's some guys. There's a guy that I think we were just looking at the tackle in Jackson State. The um, Colts were having a, vi- a visit with. There's Broderick, Johnson, uh, Broderick Jones out of Georgia, 6'5", 311 pounds. You got Anton Harrison, um, old tackle, uh, offensive tackle out of Oklahoma, 6'4", 315. Um, uh, there's a – Few other guys out there. You got uh, Matthew Bergenson, old tackle out of uh, offensive tackle out of oh, Syracuse. There's my guy. Okay, we're at my guy now. Let's. Uh, so this is this is in my opinion, I think the most the most complete receiver in the draft, um, Josh Downs. And I, I don't know. Okay, looks like you just skipped through him. Um, I had a yeah. Here we go. Here's a sideline catch from him. Um, boom. I think when it comes to speed, hands, tough catches, I think he gets open without wasting time. Um, he runs his route at top speed. He's quick. He's got great hands. I couldn't get too much film on him, unfortunately, uh, because the music was kind of going crazy. I did not realize we could mute it. <laughs> but, I took the music out. Uh, thank you. <laughs> but um, last year he went for 1,300 yards, um, 13 touchdowns. This year he went for back over a grand. Um, I think if he would have came out last year, he would have been like a second, third round receiver. Uh, but he stayed another year. So um, Josh Downs, in my opinion, my favorite, most complete receiver. Um, I don't know which, how y'all feel about him. I know size can be an issue with him. He's like 5'9", 185. Um, but the dude's a legit athlete. Um, I mean, grade A athlete. So This is Tom Linkade, corner? This is, my, this is my corner right here. Yep. And then now it's going to my linebacker of choice as well. So... I didn't know if we wanted to t- touch on Josh Downs or get to corner. I like that. I like the comment. If, you have, if you have more at uh, more on Josh Downs, you can go ahead. My guy at receiver is Tank Dale, though, out of Houston. I think, I think Tank, that. Yeah, I think that dude. I mean, nasty. I think Tank and Josh Downs are very similar when it comes to route running, speed, size, hands. I think they're very similar receiver. I'd be happy with either. But I think I might have Did you have anyone else that receiver? Uh, not a receiver. My next prospect's an offensive lineman. Okay. Um, do y'all want me to go first for offensive lineman since I couldn't get any film on him? Yeah, I didn't find any film on my guy. Yeah. Yeah, those poor offensive linemen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're stuck watching the whole game trying to pull people for him. But um, personally, I went with Brayden Daniels, uh, guard out of Utah. Um and the reason I went with him, if I'm thinking, right, coach, of the offense we're going to run this year, depending on the quarterback we're drafting, I want to turn my offensive line athletic, which I've seen the offense kind of take a turn with 
athletic. And I think Braden, Al- Braden Daniels is an athletic guard. Uh, 6'4", 300 pounds, uh, ran just a little under a five-second 40-yard dash. Um, I think he's an underrated run blocker, but a above-average RPO pass blocker. Has good bend to him, and uh, I like his overall f- physical stature, and I think he would match the offense if we go a little more athletic at quarterback. Yeah, Chad, uh, just for to you on that point, um, I don't think really offensive tackle is going to be that big of a need for us. It's more going to be inside offensive lineman for us. So, all right, that's where I'd look for the Colts to. So, my prospect, his name is Jonathan Gaines, the third. He's a guard from UCLA. He's a 6'3, 308 pounds. Um, He's a little bit undersized and has short arms for a guard, but he has great lateral movement. So, like in the run game, he plays with enough leverage. He's able to create movement and get up to the backers and, you know, work the combo blocks, work the scoop blocks, work the pair blocks, whatever you want to call them. He's good enough to do that. Um, pass blocking, he's not terrible, but he's not necessarily the best. So he's a guy you draft, you let him sit, become a backup for a couple of years. He's a plug-and-play guy if the Colts want to go veteran around a guard. He'd be the perfect solution, in my opinion, for you draft a guy, you sit him, you let him learn, you work on technique. Because pass blocking lines, I feel like he leaves. He's not terrible, but he's not great because he's shorter, because his arms aren't as long. He leaves a lot to be desired. But he plays with good technique. So I feel like because he plays with good technique, he offers higher upside versus someone who's probably a little bit better, you know, Day If we're going to go offense, if we're going to go offensive line, I actually do have somebody offensive line. Uh, I talked with Zach about him a little bit. Uh, one of the early mornings, uh, Andrew Voorhees out of USC. Um, he was one of the, he was one of the few I was able to watch film on this week. Um, I actually do like him. I think he will excel in the run game. He's pretty good in the past. The passing game, too, uh, when it comes to uh, the bull rush up in the middle, he's pretty good at containing that. Uh, he's got long legs, long arms, so I think he's pretty good at the right guard position, which is one of the positions of need for us, I believe. So, Agreed. Uh, Chris Chris Kaiser says you need versatility, speed, and athleticism, and I think I agree. Moore, he has all of that. I think yeah. I think all of our guys we've and, – and Ashley, I think so. He, he blew his ACL at the combine, didn't he? Yes, yeah, he did. Um, but Chris, so that's I why mean, I was still one of my guys. And, and Chris, I think we're all on the same page here. Um, I think all of our guards or guys that we kind of mentioned here at, at O-line have been more your athletic style um, guards compared to your traditional. So, Yep. That was, uh, um, <clears throat> that was uh, one of my guys as well. Uh, I loved Andrew uh, Voorhees. Um, he was really good for uh, USC. And obviously, they they played. He played in a very hairy, uh, heavy passing scheme, um, which was which is pretty much going to support him as he comes into the NFL. Could easily go to a strong passing game, um, and he can hold up on his own. Also, going to have the size and versatility to be able to be really good in the run game. Um, just hope he fully recovers from his ACL. But I mean, these days the ACL is is like a strain. I mean, yeah, it's not really recover from those. So. 
it's not like we're looking for the guy to run 60 yards or anything like that. So um, I think he's still going to be a, a, a very um, good pickup, going to be a, a late-round guy for some team um, because of the ACL. So lucky to them. Um, but, yeah, he was definitely one of the guys that I, I liked from the jump. That could be like a Julian Blackman kind of guy for us, you know, pro- pro- a projected first rounder that we end up getting in the fourth or fifth round that can start midway through the season um, in case all hell breaks loose to that position. Actually, I got Nolan Smith at pass rusher. <laughs> Nolan oh, Smith. Yeah. What a dream. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's why I didn't. Uh, I mean, pass rusher is going to be hit or miss in this year. I'm going to tell you guys that right now. You're going to have like a, a pure um, maybe – Two or three, I want to say. You got the kid out of out of Texas, um, or not Texas? My bad. Texas um, Tech. Yeah, Texas Tech. Uh, Tyree Wilson. Uh, you got yeah. You got Will Anderson. You got Nolan Smith. And then uh, after that, I mean, I got a got question some, though. There's there's a lot of um, spaces in this draft where it's going to be based on potential. You do got um, Felix out of Kansas State as well up there and Isaiah Foskey but I feel my like question was- what happened to him where because Isaiah. Isaiah Foskey I mean that guy was a top three top four rated Cole's like doesn't he doesn't defend the run well and got exposed well I think it had to, a lot had to do with their coaching change um, you think he, he was playing in a little bit of a different scheme trying to adapt um, I, I believe their conference definitely got a lot tougher for them Last year, especially how they started, and then you've seen a lot of their team hit the transfer portal after their coach left. So, uh, I mean, that doesn't make excuse for his play, but he is the um, uh, Notre Dame's all-time sack leader. So I definitely still think he, he can be one of those guys that can develop to be a little bit better. But I think that inconsistency is exactly what I just said about the pass rushers in this draft. You're going to have the top – three, four guys, and then you're going to have some inconsistencies from everybody after. Foskey yep. hurts himself because he doesn't have a team. If he can't beat you with speed on the outside, he doesn't have a, a like a dip back in or a rip and swim underneath or an arm over or a wrong arm in the gap. He has, he literally has one move. And if you're able to be physical with him and press out and get good, good leverage, Z's in your knees and arch that back, then I mean, he's literally, in my but, opinion, he's done. But don't you think that would fit well in our defense? Oh, like he's the a guys valid, that we got. You know what valid, I mean, though. Yeah, like, I've said, I said that in our chat in our for the shoe chat. He's so he's my a, thing. He's a Ballard prospect. It's just one of those things. Like, are you going to develop? Are you is he worth the time of developing? And if you develop him, then who are you taking reps from that we just signed? Because so problem for me with that becomes then. When can you get a guy like that? Because if they're not within the first three rounds, you're not getting those edge rushers. Right, 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 right. So that becomes yeah. part of the problem for it. I mean, that guy was projected to be a top 15 pick this year going into this yeah. year, and he literally has fell to the third or fourth round. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, um, But, yeah, that's who it was. It was uh, Will, Will Anderson, Miles Murphy, and then a guy out of um, uh, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. And then after that, you start to get some uh, mixed readings on some of these uh, pass rushers. That kid from Clemson, not Brian Breesy, but the other one. Yeah, that's uh, Murphy. Yeah, that's Miles Murphy. Murphy. 
Miles Murphy. Miles Murphy is a, is a good good prospect as well. He's one of those guys that I think can be a sure thing. Um, Mike needs to develop that first year, but I think second year he should really take off. Um, but then, I, I, like I said, after those three pass rushers, kind of kind of be like, who's going to work at it and who's going to be consistent? Uh, hey, Mass Mom. Um, oh, hi, Mass Mom. Hi, Mom. Uh, hey, Mom. Uh, some guys that develop uh, further on down the road, such as like the uh, uh, Brian Brees was a defensive tackle. That's why he's the right. List. Um, right. You got, you got Luke Venice. You got my guy that I told you guys uh, last week out of Nebraska, the pass rusher. Um, you got Isaiah Folskis. You got Felix Uzama uh, out of Kansas State. Um, uh, who else did I have here on my list? Uh, you got Nolan Smith, and Nolan Smith is set at like he's set right now, at being a late third round pick. So crazy to me. <laughs> That's yeah, just insane to me. That, there's yeah, no way. I, I I don't think there's any way that he can go that far. But as far as prospects go, he's rated that low between some of these these top guys depending on like he's rated as like the seventh best edge rusher on here and i mean my guy played he Good didn't Lord. even he didn't even always rush the passer and until he got hurt that was insane so i'm gonna jack this name up quite a few guys but uh what about this okay hold on one second adatami waadi bare from northwestern northwestern oh they sucked this year but he was good but Again, he's a rotational piece. It's projected hey. second round. See, I'm I'm scared for guys like that because it reminds me of Ben Banigu. He's a rotational piece. I mean, <sighs> that's how Fitzgerald, Fitz, Pat Fitzgerald runs his defense. You know, try to run eight deep and keep fresh legs. But I mean, I didn't watch much of Northwestern, so I can't speak. They were completely. solid this year. They were, were solid they? this year. I didn't watch them. I just know that. I, mean, that I couldn't defense, tell you. I couldn't tell you which side was. Right. Doing more of the work, but I know they had a pretty uh, good team. I want to say, didn't they lose to Kansas State in like well, the game before the playoffs or whatever? It that was? was TCU. Was it TCU? No, 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 not that, not that one before. But I mean, the week before that, I want to say they. Uh, oh, Northwestern. No, no, North, Northwestern lost to TCU. Thank you, right? thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. All I um, know is, is that the dudes again. He's a prospect with huge upside, but I don't know if he played a full four downs or not, or if he was a three-down guy or a two-down guy. I don't remember the name because a couple of years ago he was a two-down rotational piece, and he sacked Purdue quarterback like five times in a game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's, a, um, he's a unique inside pass rusher because of his quickness and versatility uh, to play bigger than his size and outside. He gives a high effort but could get better with his balance and strength taking on blockers. That's a Ballard guy too. He could be a bit Banigou, though. Like, I feel that. I don't know who said that, if it was DeMarco or Dan. Yeah, that was good. I get that Ben Banigou vibe for sure. Um, there was also, I wish uh, Trev was here. My bad, Damon. Um, there was uh, BJ Ojulari out of uh, mm-hmm. LSU. Um, who? I wish we could get Trev's opinion mm-hmm. on him. BJ Ojulari. Is that um, Ojulari's brother who plays it for the Giants? Think so. I thought did he not go to the Ravens? Might have been. No, that was Mopair. I don't yeah. know. Oh, that was Mafe. Mafe. Yeah. Hey, Mafe. Okay, so yeah, no, that was. I guess yeah, maybe he did go to the Giants. Then. I thought there was yeah. Ojolari playing for the Giants. Yeah, yeah you job. might be right. Yes. Yes. A job. A job. Oh, plays for the Ravens. Got you. 
sure. What were you about to say before that, Damon? I mean, did y'all take any looks at linebacker too? Did y'all have any guys um, that y'all were kind of yeah. looking for? Oh, there's, a kid, there's a lot of linebackers. There's a lot of linebackers in this draft that I think that are that should be like second, third round draft picks that are going to go fourth, and fifth, sixth round because of other prospects. There's a kid from TCU I really like, but Colts can probably get him as an undrafted free agent. Are you um, gonna say Trent Simpson? No, that Diabate dude or whatever the hell his name is from from TCU at linebacker, they could get him undrafted. I think you know that that he could go undrafted. Hey, man, cool, bro. Y'all know D and Winters. D Winters is my guy at TCU linebacker. He's, he's good enough to to get undrafted. Um, that Yaya. Whatever dude from Louisville, I think he's six two. Reminds me of Elvis Dumerville playing outside, more of a plays he's a big, hybrid, really big guy. Yeah, right? he's buff dude. Um, he more of a hybrid. Played uh, outside rush linebacker, Mike linebacker, because they ran a multiple front defense. So he would kick outside and rush the passer on third downs, and then we'll play Mike on first and second in any coverage. So I mean. It'd be interesting. He's a guy I definitely would like to see in the horseshoe just because he offers position versatility. Yeah, I uh I, I went to Marion Overshone from UT. Um he's a guy six three, two thirty, so he's a little like undersized when it comes to weight. But uh, y'all probably recognize him. He's the one that had all the white Nike um armbands all the way down to his hands from his arms. That was a five star that guy was a five star from LSU and he transferred over. That guy can – he's a bottle rocket. I mean, an absolute missile in the lane. Um, he's a converted safety too, so I feel like he has underrated ball skills. But uh, a very athletic, very freakish kind of linebacker. I, I mean, I would say a hybrid, but I think he's uh, – I think he, his his ceiling is a little bit better than EJ Speed. And his uh, – I guess you could say his his floor would be something like a, uh, a special teamer. So, You know, there's no super standout safety in this year's draft. Mm-mm. Uh-huh. Guy out of Alabama. Uh, Brian Branch. He's a nickel. Dude's a baller. He, he's a nickel. He's a baller, though. Nah, but he's not a safety. Like, same, thing, Bama, they, same thing. Bama same used thing him was as said a about, nickel. Hey, same thing was said about Chauncey Gardner-Johnson when he played with the Saints and that he was just a nickel and he pissed Tom Brady off and picked him off all the time and got in his face and riled him up. Then he went to the Eagles uh, and was a baller there at safety, and now he moves on. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think Brian Branch is that dude. Like, I, I disagree. Who, I mean, I don't know. But there's not, like, one guy. Like, last year there was Kyle Hamilton, and everyone knew that he was, like, that dude. And this year at safety, there's just not. Oh, I don't mean, like, a – Top rated prospect, but a prospect, but I mean anybody can. You're you know, saying standout. Yeah, I'm talking like true standout. There's not, there's not many of those in this draft. This draft is just kind of meh everywhere. Like the deepest, in my opinion, the deepest, the deepest positions in this draft are DB and an interior offensive lineman. Yeah, I got 20 like, DBs right here. Like beyond that, this draft is lacking pretty much everywhere. Like. I, can you name a tight end? Yeah, Darnell <laughs> Washington, Dalton Kincaid, Dalton Kincaid, and uh, what's his name? Uh, Michael Mayer, right? Or is he Michael, Mayer. Michael Mayer? Those would be Ooh. right. I struggled to even name one. So, like Michael Mayer, I know he's a top first round pick, possibly early second round pick. 
but beyond that, there's really not a stand up like a, a standout dude. Yeah, there in is draft. Yeah, Dalton Kincaid and then Darnell Washington is, is on the rise right now. I mean, Washington's a freak, so that doesn't surprise me. The dude's a six yeah. seven goon. He's a freak. Um and then I got I got twenty DBs here. Yeah, DB and in my opinion, DB and inside interior offensive linemen are yeah, I was just about to say draft is line stupid is loaded as well. Ashley, to answer your question, no, we do not need a no, safety. No, I don't think so either. There's- I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be very controversial right now. I think after the first round, every round after that should be best player available. Yeah, I think the I, whole I, draft should be. In my opinion, I agree. No, I think because I think, I think worst round we need to go QB 100. percent I don't because care. it's I one don't of like the top four. Any of these quarterbacks, I mean, they're all they're all good. Like I don't have a I have a favorite CJ Stroud is my guy. That's who I would love to see the Colts get. But beyond that, if it didn't work out that way. I wouldn't be mad if they got Levis. I wouldn't be mad if they got Richardson. I wouldn't be mad if they got Young. I just don't. There's no clear cut. That's the guy you have to get. Beyond that, I just, I just really think first round needs to be quarterback. Second, they got, second they, and on, best player available. If they got Anderson at four and then traded for Lamar, I'd be happy as a go. <laughs> I'd be happy as crap. Honestly, that's what I hope they do. But, Zach can live through a lot more pain than me, as you can see my name on the screen. Just get me a goddamn quarterback, and I'm not talking I mean, second round. This draft is just not a quarterback draft. Next year's draft, I, I no, last, no, 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 last year was not a quarterback draft. <laughs> this right. draft is a hell of a lot better. And I mean, if, if you look at what our offense was able to do last year, there's no way in hell you can think that you're walking away without getting a quarterback. Oh, they that have just, to get a quarterback. Nah, that just not uh, be real. I think Indianapolis will, and sadly, I think it's going to be Will Levis. But I hope it's not. Did you see that guy this morning putting that all that mayo in his coffee? Dude, did you see the the write up that they've already? Yes. The yes. crap about the league believes that Will Levis is going to the Colts of four. Yeah. Uh, I think I it's smoke that. and mirrors, man. I think it's smoke and mirrors. I think hey. I think the Colts are doing it to push somebody else who really likes Levis to jump them, man. I hope that that's what I hope. Doing. I hope Tennessee comes up to three, sells a farm, takes Levis, and the Colts are able to get the guy that they actually want to afford. Yep. But I just saw, you know, there's like multiple sources, and they actually named names and teams that are talking about these teams believe Indianapolis is going to take Will Levis to four. Yeah, but then, but then our guys in Indianapolis haven't said shit about who they want. So how does everybody get in all these sources? Well, national media asks more than one people. Local media won't ask Fifthly Poo, in my opinion. But I don't trust national media at all because they've been pushing no. all, you know. It was, a, it was a quote from a um, source that I saw, and he said, the reason you're seeing rumors is because there's a team that wants you to see him. Yep. Right. There's a room. There's a reason right. that they're being put up. So. Right. Demarco, though, if you have a corner, I know you said there's 20 on your list, but yes, if you think if you're thinking a placement where we're at in the draft, second round, we grab our quarterback in the first round, mm-hmm. best corner available, second round, who do you got? Kylie Ringo. Ooh. Kylie Ringo. He's gonna be the first one, so he's the one that's a mix in between of where they could be, like, of of like uh who should be a second-round corner. So, as um, Zach has stated on here, Christian Gonzalez is obviously going to be our, our 
top corner. I think he's number one on pretty much everybody's big board. Then you got some battles. There's well, some people do say Devin Witherspoon as well. So those are going to be our top two guys, right? Yeah. Then you get to a guy like Joey Porter Jr., who's up there Ooh. as well. And uh, and then after that, you start getting to some some questions about who should be up there next. So then you start getting to some guys like um, uh, Emmanuel Forbes, who the only reason he might not be as high is because the guy is only I want to say he's six foot and hundred like sixty six pounds, so he's small, and people don't like that he's small. Um, then you got guys like uh, who is it? Uh, you got wait, Clark wait. Phillips, slot corner, obviously. Um, you got some other guys in there, such as uh, Garrett Williams, Eli Wick, Ricks, DJ Turner. But so who was those, the best? Uh, uh, Keely. Say that again. Huh? Was about the best cornerback uh, in college football. Me, 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 me. Who was the best corner in college football? Who was voted? Uh, Christian Gonzalez. Travis Hollis Thompson. He won the award. Best quarter. Whoa. Best college yeah. quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was voted, but I, I don't know about all those awards and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Mar- Marvin nothing. Harrison. Marvin Marvin Harrison Jr. didn't even get the award for best uh, receiver in college football. And he should have. He should have won uh, the winning mean, golf. I, I couldn't. I can't. I can't really believe in all the rewards, but Who I do won? have. Like uh, golf. Uh, I want to say that was. Jalen Hyatt, I think. Yeah, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee won the win of golf. Hey, didn't Max Dugan win best quarterback? Yes, he did. Exactly. So, um, so yeah, so uh, I, I, to your point, though, I did have Tredavious Hollis, uh, THT on here as the 14th corner on here. Um, I think he could end up being like, um, just forgot his name. What's dude's name out of Seattle that got drafted in like the fifth round last year? Sherman? Oh, uh, Wooten? Who? Uh, the Wooten Jack kid? Wooten? No. Corner? UTSA? Everybody says he's like, he's like Tariq. Richard Sherman. Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen. Tariq Woolen. Yes, oh, yes, man. yes. So he went fifth round. That was a guy that I wanted Ballard to take. I think when we took. Um, I think that he got taken to pick before the Colts picked. And yeah. I also think that was the pick that Ballard and the boys were going to take. Yeah. Because when they were. When they released that with the next pick, it looked like Ballard was pissed when they asked him, hey, is that the guy you wanted? And he looked like he bullshitted his way through it and said, yeah, he was a top guy. We wanted on our board. Yeah, I don't believe I think, that at I all. Think we, I think we, we took Thomas, right? right? No, we took with that with that pick that was the miss was um, our second tight end. Ogletree. Ogletree, yeah. So I think I think that was where we missed it. No, so so yeah, I, I do think THT is good, but there there's just there's there's a lot of corners good. in this draft, and I think they're developing a lot better than what they used to, because corner used to be like a really big like, look at this guy in college and then he gets to the pros and he's not that good. Corners are developing a lot better these days. Do you think the Colts is worth double dipping at corner? Or is I think, that just- dude. If you got if you got a guy like Joey Porter Jr. available in the second round or Kaylee Ringo, and you got those other guys available, I think you double dip. I mean, you you, you pretty much set yourself up for success going into the future, not having I mean, to worry about. And you got time to develop these guys too. Yeah. So my I thing would. is like, say say we go quarterback first round, right? And yeah. obviously you get to second round, and say we got a guy like Emmanuel Forbes or Kaylee Ringo sitting there at, at number two. I would take that number two. And then say you go down to the third round, and you got a guy like DJ Turner, THT, Eli Ricks. Well, T 
THT might be like fourth round. But you got one of those guys sitting there, third, fourth round. Hell yeah, I think you should take another corner because I mean, I, our depth at corner is kind of sketch. You know, I think that's the move. Like that's what I mean. I'm not worried necessarily <clears throat> about offensive line so much, just because I feel like you can get some day one starters later in the draft. I agree. Um, so I look at it like if they're. I don't want Indianapolis to reach, and I already feel like they're going to have to do that with pick four. Like, they're going to have to go get a guy who they probably could trade down and get, but because they play a premium position like quarterback, they're going to have to take him at four. So what I'm hoping is, like, the rest of the draft, it is BPA, and I have no problem if, if it goes quarterback, corner, corner, receiver, or linebacker, whatever, because it's not a ballot draft unless he gets a linebacker. And then, you know, offensive line. Yeah, One small it. school guy, too. Don't forget. Yeah, usually a small school guy no one's ever heard of. Yeah, see, that, that could be something interesting, too, but I know a lot of Colts fans would probably flip their head if a, a receiver isn't taken in one of those, uh, like, second, third round. I feel – see, I feel like the receiving room is so same. unproven. So, like, you don't want to – draft and add a body to a room when you really don't know what you have outside of Pittman Jr. See, my thing is imagine like, say say we did a draft, right? Just just take this scenario and bear with me here, guys. So say we go we go quarterback, right? Obviously number four. And say we take Anthony Richardson or, or Will Levis. Boom. You get through that pick, right? And so say second round we go corner. We end up with uh, uh, Keely Ringo as the second pick. We go third round. Then you got you go. Uh, say you're thinking there that you got a couple guys sitting here, and you end up going maybe corner again, right? And say you take another corner like Emmanuel Forbes or DJ Turner. You go fourth and fifth round. Say you end up with a uh, Andrew Voorhees at guard in the fifth round. Say he slips that far, or uh, a um. Or a, uh, what's his name? Uh, I want to say it was Steve Avila. Uh, TCU. From TCU. Yeah. One of those guys slipped yeah. to like the fifth round. And then you take like a Nathaniel Dale in the fourth round. That's exactly what I think because how, how I, think that that, goes. I think it makes perfect sense. I don't think there's a receiver in the draft. Like you said, I mean, I like Josh Downs a lot, but I think out of a couple of guys, I don't think it's worth anybody in the second round. So I feel like you go BPA all to that point. And if you got a guy available at receiver in the fourth or fifth round, then you take your chances, right? Because like you said, we're just adding another body to an already unproven room. So I mean, outside of Pittman Jr., there's not a soul in that receiver room. Well, and Alec Pierce that have really shown uh, me that they can be consistent. Calm down, bro. We just added Isaiah McKenzie, bro. Don't do that. I do like Isaiah McKenzie. I mean, yeah, I do too. I do too. But, I mean, the guy's best season is 400 yards. Fumbles. <laughs> and drops. Yeah, but he was also on a stacked roster, and he was like the third wide receiver on that roster. So exactly, he's going to easily bump up into ours. He was fourth if you count in tight ends. And let's say let's say we move to the style offense that we think we're moving to. Isaiah McKenzie is going to be used a whole lot more in our style offense. Yes, I think I, I do agree with you there. Absolutely. All right. So per request of Chad, we're going to go ahead and do a mock draft. I think he meant start the actual draft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, it's like twenty days away, man. I can't wait for it to be over with. Uh, actually, before we get started, um, do y'all want to kick into that little scenario that I was talking about? What scenario? Um, so not well, not the scenario, but I had a little debate 
on Twitter that the Colts oh. are in a rebuild. No, we are. But it's not it's not huge like everybody thinks it is. I think it I think if you if you think about it schematically and uh player fit wise, yeah, we're in a rebuild. Why? Because we have a new head coach who's gonna have a new scheme offensively. Defensively, we're not in a rebuild because defensively we're keeping Gus Bradley. So our defense is gonna stay the same. Uh but offensively, yeah, we're rebuilding our offense. Yeah, it's gonna so, be so- but it's going to be built around JT. So yeah, we're gonna get a quarterback I, that fits that. I called it a retool because what I said was is like uh apparently a rebuild is if you don't want a playoff game, you don't want a Super Bowl, <laughs> that you're that you're in a rebuild. Yeah, no, that's dumb. Um and uh, uh, apparently, the only thing that matters is just winning the Super Bowl. Like that, no, but that, not for, making the playoffs is the goal. Not not winning a certain amount of games. Not winning the division. None of that is a goal. It is just Super Bowl or bust for every team in the NFL. And if not, your team is in a rebuild. Um, per that definition, um, that's retarded. <laughs> so, that was my that was my problem that I had with it. And and I think people um, don't understand the definition of a rebuild. And, and typically, you're going to go into a rebuild when you lose your GM. So when you lose your GM, uh, typically a new GM is going to come in and be like, well, obviously this guy lost his job because the roster wasn't looking the way it should. He's going to start changing pieces and parts. We have not changed many pieces and parts to this team. I did not believe this team was in a rebuild for multiple reasons. I said, yeah, we were the, the we have the number four pick in the draft because our team averaged 13 fucking points a game. We could not move the ball on offense. Right. It was so bad to the point where the middle of the season, our defense pretty much just – their back broke. And it just let open the floodgates because we were still a top defense up until the Dallas game. And so, in my opinion, I just thought that was – it was just insane of what it would be. And it was pretty much, hey, would you rather go um, – um, the original comment started off of uh, Jim Ursay didn't want to um, – I think it was trade for Lamar maybe because he didn't want to end up like the Rams or something like that. He basically didn't want to end up like the Rams where you're going from being a Super Bowl champion to just pretty much selling your house to rebuild your team. Hey, wrong. Hey, wrong. And so I was like, yeah, Jim Arce is fucking right. Why would you want to win one Super Bowl and then go into a black hole, into abyss, and just be nothing? And I was basically telling the person, like, I want to be competitive for the next 10 years Bro, and more. If you, and not have to just sit there and win one ring and then be irrelevant. For if you think years. about it, if you think about it, Jim Irsay just did that in 2014. We spent all this money to go to an AFC championship to end up in a black hole afterward. Exactly. And so I was pretty much telling the guy, like, he's like, well, so you'd rather just be competitive and never win a ring. How are the Bills feeling about that? And I'm like, I guarantee you the Bills fans are a lot happier than Rams fans right now. Like, it doesn't make sense to sit there and say, F them picks. Now it's like, oh, let me trade everybody to get some picks. Yeah. Like, I don't want that to be my team. So, that was uh, what that was, a little back and forth. It wasn't about Lamar, Chad. That was my bad. Uh, It was about the the Rams comment. And I just just think, to me, in my opinion, just me, I just think it's dumb to go all in to try and win one Super Bowl and then you have nothing to show after it. To me, I just think. It should be right. sustained success. All right. Does anybody, are we, everybody ready to move into the mock draft? Let's go. Yep. All right. 
Does yeah, anybody I saw what you said? Anybody want to trade up? No. Nope. Nope. All I right. I think we already did that in the draft. I think we should just stay. All right, we're gonna stay at four. Oh, look at that. So what we doing? I already know what Zach wants to do. Bryce Bryce went one. CJ's at two. Jalen Carter's at three. We already know what's happening. Oh, what? You taking Taking, who? Taking Richardson. What? If he's there at four, you'd be dumb not to take him. I thought you were on the Will Anderson train. Well, I mean, that's if Lamar's a real possibility, and I don't think Lamar's a real possibility. So, like, if push comes to shove, give me, give me, you know, I'm all for uh, Richardson to be done with it. I'm all for taking best player available until Max Dugan is the best player available. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm Max gonna- is going to be sitting there till like the fourth or fifth round. So I personally would go uh, here. It This just goes to my scenario that I just read to you guys. Um, I should probably let Damon speak first since I'm the GM and see how we break in there. I'm going Will Levis. Oh, Damn, dog, why? Established passer, underrated athlete. All right, so so right now my job is going to depend on you, Matt. Um, we got Zach who wants AR. We have Damon who wants Will Levis. My job depends on this quarterback now who seems like we're looking at. Who would you prefer to coach? All right, so if my name is Shane Steichen and I'm looking at the personnel that I have and I want to utilize their strengths as most as possible, I'm going Anthony Richardson. Uh, RPO style offense, heavy run. Uh, Michael Pittman, he thrives on them inside crossers, on them slants, quick throws. Uh, Isaiah McKenzie is going to thrive. Alec Pierce is going to be the guy that kind of gives us our deep threat. I'm going Anthony Richardson. All right. Looks like we got two to one. My coach is taking Anthony Richardson. Damon, I'll let you give uh, one more shot here to try and convince me on Will Levis before we throw in this pick. When, when games matter and things like that, who do you want throwing your ball on third and five? Do you want the guy that went nine for 27 in his final college game? Threw three picks? Now all those were drops? Or do you want the guy who has probably the biggest ceiling out of any quarterback in this draft? He does. I think I think both these guys you're, you're looking at on the table right now, truthfully, if we're being real here, we know we're going to get out of C.J. Stroud. We know we're going to get out of Bryce Young. You're looking at the two superstar capable quarterbacks, right? If things pan out for them, I think you're saying the exact same thing with Will Levis and Anthony Richardson. You're They're making the exact, exact same argument. quarterback. They're, you're making the exact same yeah. argument. People don't look into the athletic ability that Will Levis has because they're overshadowed by his arm strength. I'm just saying, I see Will Levis as a more established passer. If you want to start Gardner Minshew for the first six games of the season, you take Anthony Richardson. What do you want, coach? What do you want, GM? Okay, so. We already have two picks for AR. And, Damon, uh, you made some good points about about what you want to see. But I have we, to say – We know where I, he's uh, going. He yeah. hates Will Levis. <laughs> no, no, no. So this has, no, so this has nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm completely tanking bias or anything that I've said out of it. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I'm, looking sure. at, I'm looking at Damon's scouting report versus what I've seen from the game. Damon said Anthony Richardson threw three picks – in his final game going nine for 27, it was actually three touchdowns to one interception, 198 yards on only nine completed passes. Um, so due to the fact that your stats was wrong, I think I got to say that we have to take Anthony Richardson here. 
I had, sure. be, I had to be the salesman, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me one salesman told the truth. <laughs> I tried. I tried. Yeah, you I tried. tried. You either way, salesman. either so, way, however that plays out, I wouldn't be mad because. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, that's what, that's what, now, hold on. Yeah, I was just hold on. Now, hold on. Hold on. What because. You got, coach? Coach is also thinking we could still go Will Anderson here. Yeah. That's my pick. Because do you, you want to beef up? I, I get it. Everybody wants quarterback. But a, a defense that we already have that we let a few people walk on the defensive line and go ahead and take Will Anderson. <laughs> hey, I, I, I got to uh, point out some. Uh, Chris said right here, just so everybody can see, if you miss on AR, Arch is there in three years. And so this is now I'm going to put myself in Chris Ballard's shoes, as I told for you guys before. I love Will Anderson. I think he's a really good prospect. I think Will Anderson is the Ballard pick. Um, but see, that's that's also the problem I got with it as far as like, uh, what was it? I can't remember the draft pick, but it was the draft of the GM who was the Tex, uh, for the GM for the Texans back in the day when they asked him, why did he choose um, Mario Williams? Mario Williams over. Um, over uh, Reggie Bush, and he said, "Because I gotta set, I gotta, I gotta get rid of Peyton fucking Manning," and that was his answer to it. In my opinion, right now, we don't have a Peyton Manning in this division. And Damon did make some really good points, but I think if I'm Chris Ballard, I got a quarterback who my job is going to depend upon, and I got a coach that I just seen develop the same situation. I think my pick has to be Anthony Richardson here. I don't think it is, right? Because now if you're looking at the same situation, you're looking at a coach who just developed a quarterback who was a second-round pick, not a first-round pick. Yeah, but I, mm-hmm. I, I don't – I'm I don't just saying. I don't I, – I'm not, I'm not taking uh, – But nobody saw Jalen Hurts. Nobody saw Jalen Hurts either until he came to the NFL and got got developed. Exactly. So I'm, I'm not taking Hendon Hooker in the second round. I'd rather go with a younger guy that I think I have the time with. Mm. The GM's finna get fired. I, I'm gonna put it on my guy's back. Who wants to be the next Tom right. Brady or the next Patrick Mahomes? All right, here we go. This is where it's gonna get fun, in my opinion. Holy crap, dude! Like six, like five corners went in the first round. If Emmanuel Forbes is sitting right there, yeah, dude, five corners went. Witherspoon, Witherspoon went eight. Christian Gelb. Christian went nine. Um, keep scrolling. Damn, Luke. Joey Porter went twenty-two. Monte Banks, twenty-five. Oh my goodness, that's five quarters. The Eagles. Jesus, they robbed us. Chad, I disagree, man. I disagree. I don't think if you're not taking a quarterback, you don't have to trade back. The Colts don't get an opportunity to pick top five a lot. Yeah, Take a top I really, five pick. Yeah, I think either you go quarterback, you go Will Anderson. One of the two you're going to get a stud out of. Yeah, I think That's we're going to um, – the plan is to start Gardner Minshew for four games, Anthony, which is some takes over after. Give me Cam Smith over Emmanuel Ford just because I value size and aggression over small and weight. In that situation, I'm gonna have to agree with you, hundred percent. I'm going to Manuel Forbes, or excuse me, goodness, Cam Smith. 
Who you like, Coach? I'll go with the scouts. Mm, damn. So, uh, me being the GM. Those are 80 teams. Uh, the exact same. Since it's since it's three, you guys all saying uh, Cam Smith. I, I'm not gonna try and pull a power rank on you guys. I will have to trust my scouts, even though I I, I do uh I love Emmanuel Forbes. I think I what he did at Mississippi State is legit. I think the guy's a baller. I know his size is in question, um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna trust my coach and my scouts on this one. I'm gonna go ahead and take Cam Smith here. You guys better be right, man. I'm getting fired for this. <laughs> Ballard's all fired, fired years ago. Yeah. Ballard's already on his oh, last strike. Hey, Garrett Williams. Easy. There's my guy. I, I, ooh. Hey, you got THT sitting there, Garrett Williams and Nathaniel Dale. I think you get THT, you get your future Kenny replacement. That's my opinion here. I think I think THT plays very similar. Um, he, he's, he's powerful in the box. He's got great ball skills. He's hockey. He's quick. My opinion, I think THT is your replacement for Kenny in a year or two. Or do you take Nathaniel Dell? Because corner's so deep. You go get the receiver, you a, a decent receiver now, and then get the, the corner. Matt, let me see. On. Matt, let me see corner real quick. I mean, do you think we're going to have someone there in 25 picks? I, I'm going to. No, 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 no. So I'm, I'm listening to what, what uh, Zach is saying here because corner is going to be deep. But I'm thinking if we take if we take Nathaniel Dale here right now, I'm thinking about what corner are we going to have sitting there in the fourth round. And That Corey Trice kid from Purdue, solid. Jalen Jones from A&M is a stud. Um, I don't know much about Riley Moss. Me either. Yeah, none of those guys are on my board. Who do you got a receiver by chance? <laughs> A.T. Perry. Travis smiling somewhere. Well, hey, give her to the corner and just yeah. go receiver. <clears throat> what, what are we thinking here, guys? I'm, I'm either going with um, uh, our guy, who you guys I love. Would, uh, I would say anything about Um. And they're either going to be Garrett Williams or Nathaniel Dale. Um, in this situation, I'd probably favor Nathaniel Dale because we did sign um, Isaiah McKenzie to a one-year deal. So I'd definitely um, like to make sure we got that covered. What are you thinking, Coach? Yeah, I agree. I don't really have any arguments there. It's a tough one. Damon's shaking his head. I mean, Just you got your you got your south scout you got your scout here scouting this whole Just region. Corner is so deep. I agree. The depth at corner, you could get a guy. We could probably get a guy undrafted, and he'd be just like that, just like Dallas Flowers from last year. Undrafted after draft day, probably going to end up being CB three. My question: like, How much different is it taking a guy like Tyler Scott, who I feel is pretty good? I think he saw the edge real quick. Yeah, my bad. Hold on. Yeah, I don't think it's a problem taking a scholar. Oh my God, Nick Herbig is there. Yeah, we took him. We took him in our last mock, didn't we? I don't think so. I don't think so. Or at least looked at him. I think we either looked at him or or, or, or almost took him. Damn, I like I like Nick Herbig. Hey, I'm good with. In my opinion, get the get the receiver. 
it needs to be addressed. If you want to double dip a corner, I suggest we we do it later. But in my opinion, the best talent in the draft that's available is Nathaniel Dell. All right, let's do it. This is going to be interesting. Oh, THT. She's still sitting there. Let's THT. Everybody's on the same page. That is a – I mean, fourth fourth round grade, I think, is what he has now. So I'm not overly surprised, but man, you get your you get your replacement for Kenny here in a couple of years. So I agree. Let's look at them uh, inside alignment. See if we can still get our guard. Fuck. Damn. Oof. Oh, uh, there's a Moffy from UCLA. He's decent. Um, and Juice Scrubs, Damn. he's decent. That um, is not what I was hoping would happen. What are the tackles looking like? Damn it, damn it, damn it, dude. Just see if they got an undersized tackle you can play. This is how, this is how uh, Ballard felt when, when um, what's his name, wasn't on the board. Oh, anymore. God, that's even worse. Hold on, let me see my uh, tackle board real quick. Hmm. McFadden from Clemson. My boy Brayden Daniels is there, but they have him coded as a tackle. But he played a lot of guard this season. I don't have any of those guys. This is where I feel Ballard would take that guy from Jackson State. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Chad's over here telling us a triple dip. <laughs> corner. <laughs> Who's left the corner? Ooh. That Corey Dries kid, he's a baller. But that's just a homer. That's a Purdue fan in me. Man, if those guys um, pan out. Go check out a um, tight end real quick. So we really need one? Need it. We don't, but I'm trying to look for who's going to be the, the better player there. No hey, one's worried. Yeah, that's the only one that I'd – yeah, I'd even consider <laughs> Cameron Law too. He couldn't catch the ball or block. Will Mallory made me mad because he was supposed to be good at Miami. Cam- Cameron Latu is a six on my board there. He's from Bama? Mm-hmm. I didn't like him. What's there at running back? What round is the fifth round? I mean, Zach Evans. Yeah, Zach Evans just went off the board. So there's got to be something. Oh, my boy Deuce Vaughn is there. Deuce is there. McIntosh. McIntosh would would pan out really well in Stikin's system. Muhammad Ibrahim is there. Um, Beast. Man, Christian Rodriguez Jr. is there. I mean, running back is deep, man. But you got to think of these guys. All those guys would be in there in seventh round. Or UDFA. I agree 100%. So, all right, just for shits and giggles, what's quarterback look like? A year, you know, he's gonna be it's probably gonna be Max Duggan. Oh, he's gone. No, nope. <laughs> there he is. Hey, let's take my boy, bro. Let's wait till the seventh round. Look where he's ranked. This is disrespectful. A, that's a seventh round draft pick, man. That's oh, he's behind, he's behind Clayton Toon. Clayton. Bro, he's behind. He's behind Aiden O'Connell. He has no business being behind Aiden O'Connell. This is Max Duggan's. Max Duggan's 100% better than Aiden O'Connell. Uh, yeah. Wow. wow. 
Hey, we're gonna take Max Diggin in the seventh round. Let's take right. Stetson Bennett, convert him to receiver. <laughs> in my opinion, I'm willing to take BPA. I don't even care if it's corner. I don't care if it's a backer. Yeah, go back you know, to all. I just want to make sure we weren't going to miss anything. Uh, safety, what is he at? Iowa State. Yeah, D-line. I did, not have, I did not have him on my big board. I liked Ivan Pace mm-hmm. out of Cincinnati. Oh, Ivan too. Pace. Hell yeah. I just realized good he was available. Shit. Yeah, good, good C right there. Yeah, take Boy, that. Wait, there's that Keandre Coburn kid from Texas. And I didn't. He wasn't. Nah. Yeah, he I wasn't all that. Pretty set. I pretty. I think we're pretty set with who we got on the inside, yeah. though. Ivan Pace may have been the best player on the Cincinnati defense this year. Oh yeah, oh yeah, all the way. I'm taking him, hundred percent. He's an underrated guy, and he's an animal. All right, Jim, what are we doing? I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with my scout, uh, Damon here. Ivan Pace, number nine, right? I think. Oh, on the defense. hey. Oh. There's that Thomas, Starling Thomas. I like that kid. Do we trade? We think about trading the pick? No, I just I, for some reason we have notifications. I don't know how to see what these notifications are. I think it's if you agree to a trade or not. Yeah, I'm not sure. Whoa. Who do we have the Detroit Lions taking at six and eighteen overall in the first round? Two thousand. Oh, these are teams interested. So, what do we receive? We would get the. Uh... No, it's not showing what they would give. Nope. Hmm. They're just showing that they're interested. Nah. Well, it's saying if we if 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 we want to trade with them. Yeah, there's seven teams interested, and if we wanted to trade, we could offer a trade. They could be interested in these nuts. Facts. <laughs> I say, uh, give me that Starling Thomas kid from UAB. Starling Thomas, huh? yeah, he's yeah, a, he's, he's, my, a, he's my vote. He's a guy that you can't find film on, but he's a very underrated corner there. And I believe uh, he was a receiver out of high school and got converted to DB. So. Yeah. He's a um, solid guy. I think he 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 could be there later. Probably so. I'm taking Juice Scruggs here. I'm taking Anthony Johnson because he's still there, and it's been like three <laughs> rounds. Either yeah. he bomb, either he bombed the combine. He's got character issues, but for whatever reason. Don't worry. Don't worry. Still there. So he's the last person. <laughs> yeah, the he's the worst player. In the- He's the that worst is, quarterback in the draft. That is that is bullshit. That is Tyson. insane. Tyson, that kid Tyson threw 153 touchdowns in three seasons. D two. <laughs> at Buffalo, or whatever we played at. All right. So who are we what going do, here? Who do y'all have the Detroit Lions taking at six and eighteen in the first? I have no well, idea. Um, best player available. Probably some, maybe quarterback if anyone's left. I doubt it. Um, I would go Anthony Johnson. I don't know what happened to the GM. I think he kind of disappeared, got pissed. What happened at tight end for the not to, not to change topics, but tight end? Didn't they didn't they trade their tight end in division to uh to Minnesota? Yeah. So they might, yeah, they might go tight end um and, and get someone really freaky like Michael Mayer. Or, um. At six? 18 at least. 
Six? I'd go DN or corner at six. Yeah. I, I think Christian Watkins on that bear on that Lions defense or Trish, Christian Gonzalez on that Lions defense. Look out. He's like Yeah. I mean he'd be Quan- nasty. Is Quandre Diggs still there in uh Detroit? No, he's in um Seattle. Seattle? Seattle now? Okay. Yeah. I might go corner if I'm them. But yeah, let's go Anthony Johnson, I guess. Oh, that was somebody asking a question about the Detroit Lions. Um, to answer that question, make sure my uh, guy's still there. I've seen quite a few people. Ooh, we're kind of close. The, uh, Reminded to take the back Lions um, might take uh, a quarterback, but I think that'd be dumb. I think they personally should just go um, go corner. Probably D line. Damon and I said corner at six, and then at eighteen because they traded Hawkerson away. Go get Michael Michael Mayer from here. Yeah, I can go with that. Rock with that. corner and a tight end. Yeah. Do we do we go get you know the coach's guy? Do we go get Duggan because we got two selections left and we're in the seventh round? And (laughs) at this point, it's a crapshoot. I think if Duggan happens. I think if Duggan's there at the last pick, it's destiny. <laughs> you just want a chance, destiny? I, I do. <laughs> I do. Yeah, have him, uh, let him let him be Brock Purdy 2.0. Right. Um, Robert Martin, he's solid. Um, again, Corey tries from Purdue, super tall at 6'3". Um, doesn't really intercept the ball a whole lot. Goes for a lot of the PBUs, but isn't isn't terrible. I think Edge here is the uh, Ballard pick. I think we go Broderick Martin. Jacqueline Roy. Okay. I'm good with it. What about you, GM? Yep. Oh, let's see. Uh-oh. Max was still sitting there. There you go. <laughs> We're taking him. I, I didn't even ask him. Oh, Matt's going to sleep smiling tonight. Insane. Watch, he's going to be an A-plus pick. They're gonna give us a D because he went undrafted. Yeah. Oh, he was a C. Oh, C. Yo, I was if close. that draft gets you fired, Demarco, Thursday's <laughs> on pills. Yeah, I, mean, I, don't, I don't. I honestly don't think it can. I mean, <laughs> except, except for the fact that we've got three corners in that draft. Yeah, well, we took uh, like three safeties in this last year's draft. <laughs> we took last. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <We did. laughs> two tight ends for cross. Sure. No, we got three tight ends, did we not? Ogletree, Woods. I mean, um, I think the, uh, I feel like if if I'm Ballard in that situation, the only way I can completely lose my yeah. job is if Anthony Richardson turned into Jamarcus Russell or Ryan Leaf. Certainly like a possibility. I think that's the and only way. Will, Will, Will Levis turns to uh, Josh Allen, and this little guy in this podcast is over here talking about how Will Levis had all the potential, exact same quarterback. <laughs> but it took the guy that could throw the ball and hit the ceiling. They both did it. I had to say that. That's for you, DeMarco. <laughs> oh, I hated those guys on that podcast, bro. It's like guys do nothing, and they just sit there and hate. Like, yeah. That's, that's cold Twitter. That's cold Twitter. Yo, I can't figure them out. All the armchair GMs. Yep. 
because <laughs> Colts fans, Colts fans are never happy. Like, that's literally, I think that's that, all um, it is on Twitter, bro. I stopped responding to people because I'm like, y'all are dumb. I think that uh, that grade that we got for that draft was better than the first one. It was. We got B plus last time, so I was like, yeah, a. this is straight up A's. Hell yep. Yeah, really, the only sus pick in my opinion, just because I'm not seeing the tape, is Broderick Martin. I think we was named. I think uh, we're gonna have offensive rookie of the year who only plays in uh, in 13 games, and we're gonna have defensive rookie of the year in uh, in Cam Smith who gets four interceptions as a rookie. I think Chris Ballard's job should be safe. I think regardless of how this draft goes, Ballard's here for – he's got three years left on his deal. And unless he shifts the bed this year and, like, we're not trending the right way, I think he's going to play – get be able to, you know, have all three years left on his deal. I think if, I we, average, if, we, if we average less than 15 points again and win four games, Ballard's gone. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> if we win four games and we – Score more than you know, like, and we put up more than 15 points in every game. Ballard's safe, but yeah, like, if we yep. average 15 points or less in every game, yeah, there's a possibility Ballard's gone. I think it'll be honestly, huge. Yeah, go ahead. Honestly, I think Ballard's safe, he's gonna be able to finish out his three years because I mean, anytime that dude's back is against the wall and he's cornered, he comes out swinging, fighting, and he usually nails, you know, has an incredible draft. You know, just imagine if he would do that on a regular year. Hey, fuck yeah, dude. We'd be <laughs> it'd be incredible. Sadly, he can't. He just doesn't. Did we lose Damon? I'm here. Yeah, no, I was name uh yeah, he's frozen with think- his hand on his forehead. He just sitting there, he's just sitting there thinking, like, man, I hope the Colts don't score more than 13 points and uh <laughs> 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 he was about out of there. But um, no, nah, I think it should be good for Anthony Richardson because also when he was uh, there at Florida, um, our defense couldn't stop a cold. So I mean, it was it was rough That's watching right. the defense at times too. So um, to be able to uh, have a defense that should be able to get some stops and get you the ball back would be a big plus. And if this defense feels a little bit better about their offense, they should be a huge huge change for us. Um, add a lot of corners to where we ain't coming out with. Um, Uf USFL guys playing at a corner for us like we've had the last couple seasons sometimes when our starters go out. So that would be huge for us as well. I think defensively we're only going to take steps to get better. Like, because to me, I know this is this is I'm probably gonna get killed, roasted if people watch this. My my what I'm about to say is only a reflection of me. It does not reflect the opinions and those of the people in the podcast. But I think Samson Ibukam is um, a way better defensive end as a whole entirely than Yanni Kangakwe. Um, so I actually feel like we got better at defensive end. I think actually most people um, would agree with you, even though you, you think so. Because I always feel like that's like some hot take because I hear people talking about, you know, we should go re-sign Yanni and this and that. We wanted to, but that was before the signing of old boy. So I mean, I like the signing. I think he oh fight for... fight fight. Yeah, I, I think it was a um, a really good signing. I think, like you said, Zach, all around, I think is is a better player. Um, but definitely could see why the concern was there because most Colts fans are are people are just going to see the numbers, um, right. and they're going to say, well. 
can't. Why would you let that guy go when he had uh, I think nine sacks or whatever it was? Um, yeah. Let him walk out the building and bring another guy in. But <clears throat> I think overall, when you're looking for a guy to play a certain way, and then plus we just need Quiddy to stay healthy. I mean, Quiddy hasn't been able to stay healthy. And I think when he's been on the field, he's been a really high pressure rate guy. So yeah, I, I think that's another big part of what we're doing as well. I think we're expecting Dayo and Quiddy to take some big steps forward. Yeah, I feel like if they can do that, then the Colts will be pretty successful. Because, I I mean, just from studying Gus Bradley's defense, I feel like pressure rate, pressures, are far more important than sacks. Just because how his defense works. Absolutely. What he's designed to do. Agreed. All those pressures are going to add up to strip sack fumbles, deflected passes, tip passes, all that stuff that creates turnovers. So that's what we want to see. And then we also want to see a guy more balanced in the run so it's like guys aren't overcompensating for what they're doing and their play. We want to see more balance across the entire line and stuff. Are you concerned? Now, this is just me, hypothetical. Are you concerned that Defoe takes a step back for us? No. Because he has been – you know, literally the heart and soul of the defense until this past year when Grover finally stepped way up. I mean, took a way up. You're not concerned that one of those two guys will take a step back? Uh, I, I think not at all. I think Grover Stewart is actually on the rise as far as a defensive lineman player. And I feel like the the, the one year that DeForest uh, Buckner did take a step back was when he was literally getting consistently double teamed because there wasn't a threat for the uh, on the edge. And then Grover was still working his way to becoming what, what he is right now. And so I think that if uh, – I mean, I, I just think that Grover's going to keep getting better. And as far as that goes, I feel like if Quiddy's healthy and on the field, Dayo, whoever, I think DeVorges Buckner is going to push himself to a whole nother level. So I think that's just going to be something that's, that's going to be something to reckon with. And then plus, you know, hopefully we can get Shaq Leonard back to an all-pro level because that'll just be another uh, threat to our for our defense because it's like when you got more people to worry about, uh, a defensive lineman like Defoe is just going to keep taking off. So I, I'm not I'm not worried about anybody on that defensive line taking a step back. Not at all. What I do want though is I want us to draft this goddamn quarterback, and I want our receiver room to to be able to actually have some consistency from their passer. So whether that is Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, I want to be able to get that guy that these receivers know they're going to be able to work with for at least the next three years. I'm tired of it changing every single year. Facts. Give me AR or give me Levis. Let's rock out. Let's see what we let's see what we ride with. Let's use JT the right way. And who knows? Hell, if either of them stink, then what? We end up with Drake May or Caleb Williams next year. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Fuck it. Trade them like Josh Rosen. Exactly. So... I just think uh, I just think we just need to get a quarterback, and I, I feel like all of this team should be, have more upside um, with consistency at quarterback. I I really think last year was just a reason of Matt Ryan not fitting the rest of the team. The team yeah. was built for a specific system, and Matt Ryan was not part of that system. That's why Sam Ellinger looked more comfortable than Matt Ryan did, or any quarterback that we had. Yeah. I mean, Nick Foles looked like shit. I don't care who my says. 
Yeah. That man looked like shit, but Sam Ellinger looked comfortable compared to Matt Ryan last season. Even if he didn't get the win, he lost by one point, but he still looked more comfortable. Yeah, exactly. I thought it was a big mistake. Facts. See how that goes there. But I, I like that draft, though, what we did there. And then uh, what, what, what other topics do we have on there? We don't have any other topics scheduled for tonight. Kind of off topic, but it looks like your devils are getting whipped up on that. We're losing two to one. It's not whipped up on. Yeah, but they look lethargic. Nah. They've been putting up a lot of shots. Uh, That's it. They that got goalies, The goalie's just in there making pretty good saves. That's pretty much it. Fair enough. Fair enough. They're young. They're quick. I need I need my guys to get a top pick. That'll take us the distance, man. <laughs> That's what I you need. You need an owner who's willing to spin. Um, you need to have a GM who's consistently digging in the draft and, you know, drafting guys. Or you just do what the Penguins do. You just draft Crosby and Malkin and then, like, get lucky with Stahl and, you know, Get a decent goalie every now and again, and no, somehow, hockey, some way, win, hockey's win all a about the, hockey's all about the goalie and the age. You got to have so, speed, and teams that want to shoot—that's pretty much what it is. Like teams that suck are teams that normally play too defensive in hockey. They don't want to fucking. They don't want to just put the goalie under pressure. As far as I know, what it's about. we ain't got none of that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I figure hockey is all about passing and being aggressive. Yeah, it is. At least that's all I've ever seen. You also got to control hockey. the forecheck. Fair enough. Control that forecheck and you're good. And then your goalie's got to be on his shit. Because if, go- if your goalie's not on his shit, then pff, it ain't worth it. It's going to be a rough one. Hopefully our quarterback is on our shit because if they aren't on it, then we suck. That's what we Facts. Backs. Same type of thing. I hope Back. if we do go Levis, he does not allow to wear the number seven. Because, you know, that's a curse with the Colts. Why? The curse of Burt. The curse of Burt Jones. He was coming off an MVP year in Baltimore, and the Colts didn't re-sign him. And then, like, when they did, he got hurt the very next year. And so seven, the number seven has been, is like a cursed number. That's why Jacoby Brissett sucked ass. Happy, happy Easter, Mom. Like, happy Easter, Mom. Happy Easter, man, Mom. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but, I just hope whoever. I just hope we get a quarterback, man. I, I, like, I'd be happy to have Will Anderson, and I'd be like, hell yeah, we got this guy. But man, I'd just be sitting there looking at a quarterback. Man. What are we gonna do? Would you take Hooker? If they take Hooker in the second round, would you be mad, Matt? Because honestly, at this point, I'm game for anything. I don't care what what round the quarterback's drafted in. I don't care. It can be dug in last pick of the seventh round for a life. See, so if he would have got – If he would come out and be like, he's the day one starter, I'd be like, 
let's roll. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't care at this point. I'm not just give me to just give me certainty. That's all I <laughs> yeah. want. Yeah. Certainty. Yeah, I just want I just need to know that this guy's going to be that guy for like I just want to know years, that it's not and big, then big, I'm big. good. Yeah. yeah see, like, if it was before when it was before his injury, I thought he was going to be QB1 in this draft. So like if if I knew that, you know, he could come back at that form regardless of his age, then then I'd settle for it. I'd be like, okay, let's let's ball out. But um, I just feel like you'd be really missing, even as much as I've talked about Will Levis. I feel like right. you'd really be missing to not draft Anthony Richardson or Will Levis or C.J. Stratton, you know, any of them there at whatever pick that we're at. You don't get one. I just feel like you'd be missing. Yeah, I agree. Right. I just – I mean, I just like what – I fell in love with what Green right. said on McAfee's show about, you know, huh? trade, drafting Anderson at four, and then once the draft's over, trading for Lamar for your 24 and your 25 pick. It's like, hell yeah. Like, that, that sounds like a dream come true. But that's just because I – maybe I'm still on let's go get to Lamar bandwagon more than most. Yeah, I think um... – I think is, you know, I, the Lamar thing is tough because of the fact that you you trade. For, well, like you said, you you get Will Anderson and trade for Lamar Jackson by by the end of the draft. I can't say I would be mad because of the fact that we're giving up a twenty twenty four and twenty twenty five. Like, who gives a damn about those picks? Like, you don't know what's gonna happen. You don't know if right. they pan out. You don't know anything about that. So that'd be something that I could be happy with. I would just say if that was the case, I would like to see who we take for the rest of that draft if that's what we did. Because that would be the total mm-hmm. differentiator for me. Because say we took uh, Lamar Jackson and Will Anderson, and then we didn't make sure we got our guard and got a corner and made sure that our defense wasn't going to be doing what Baltimore's defense did and our offensive line wasn't the only reason why Lamar kept getting hurt. Like th- Those are the tough things that Baltimore missed that I wouldn't want us to do the same with. That's fair. And then also, the, and then also the contract. The contract is like I've I've threw some numbers out there to Matt quite a few times, and it was just like holy crap! Look at those numbers, you know. So I'd also like to know that contract. Let's see what we're looking at there. I just want a quarterback, man. I don't care who it is. I just want to get care. a competent. I want to get a competent guy back there who every team is just blitzing the hell out of. Pressure is always on them. Someone who's a, someone someone teams fear. That's what we haven't had in a long time. Someone that teams are afraid of, an offense that teams are afraid of, that puts them out of their comfort zone. Man, even just a playoffs. little bit of worry that they'll throw the ball. Right, we haven't had that since God. Chuck Pagano was head coach. No, we had it with Rivers. No, no, yeah, I was gonna say with Rivers. I mean, and it was like teams were. What it wasn't for him. What it wasn't deep throws. Yeah, exactly. No, but it was death by paper cuts, and you knew you were yeah. going to get killed yeah. because you, you couldn't blitz Phil because he'd seen everything. So it was like, okay, we have to disguise our front. We have to disguise the coverages. We can't blitz this old man because if we blitz this old man, he's just good enough. He still has less, a little bit left in that pisser. He can just get it over the top of a backer and, you know, get 15 to 20 yards off somebody. Whoa, Man. whoa, whoa. Matt's hey, mom, chill. That really? was the last good quarterback we had. 
Rivers is an all-time Colt great. I don't know what you're Hell yeah, about. man. <laughs> that one year, I was like, fuck, we should have got this dude when he came out. Yeah, 2004, right. you know. <laughs> that sidearm. Yeah. yeah. 2-8, two 2-8 eight, two turned a corner on you. I'll never forget that. Turned a corner on you, yelling at Roquan Smith. <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. Yeah, that was the guy, man. But, um. Yeah, Colts fans, we'll try and make sure we uh try and keep up some content for you guys. You know, we're getting to the to some slow points, you know, with the season waiting to hear things and not much is going around. So please uh hit us with any suggestions that you guys have from week to week. Um, a little bit for right now, at least until we get to the draft. Do a poll in the group if they want us to do a live draft night reaction show. So I, I planned on doing a day one uh draft party. Yeah. Like, if they want to see something that. like that where we go live, day one oh, draft party. Hopefully hopefully we don't have to compete with Pat McAfee because that's his uh, draft spectacular. Well, I mean, I'm already way, 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 way better than McAfee. I mean, all he's, <laughs> he's, got, he's got money, but, I mean, I've got the charisma and good looks. I mean, it's not hard. He's, he's got relationships, but I'll show my boobies enough to make it happen. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not above that. So you can spend your evening with McAfee or you can spend it with real Colts fans who never played but only dreamt that dream that they could. You guys heard it here first. You guys heard it here first. Where else would you rather go? Kicking with the crew and seeing boobies with Zach. You guys heard it first. Choose us over McAfee if anybody's out there listening. Um, Kicking with the crew. Yeah, we're definitely – would would be welcome to try and give you guys some content. I know Matt can probably try and put something together where we can have the draft going on for you guys on the screen while we're discussing the draft. Um, like a copywriter? The draft is the 27th, Mom. It starts the 27th, and then it's that uh, weekend. I don't it's a Thursday night. Well, Matt's – we just did that video, and they took the video out of our live stream on YouTube. No, that's because it was a YouTube video that we were using. It took ours off tonight? Yeah. Did it? Yeah, and they shut it down and then opened it up after, after those segments were done. Yeah, so I don't think I don't think it'll go the same way because I don't think that's a, a NFL yeah, copyright NFL. to show the if if it's not like a game something that you pause and replay. I think it's a little bit different. Yeah, I, I guess not. Oh, I just won't stream it to YouTube. <laughs> it's like Facebook isn't going to take it down. Neither is uh, Twitter. It's just YouTube. YouTube sensitive about it. Yeah. So. But yeah, we'll try and uh, get that. You guys can see our live reaction, and hopefully, I I just hope and pray that it will not be like the 2014 draft where I had to sit through that pick, um, and and it killed me. So let's hope that we draft the right person this time. <laughs> For anybody that doesn't know, it was Philip Dorsett, and I and I heard the booze in the crowd, and I was absolutely pissed off that we took a wide receiver. So. Yep. But yeah, man, we'll get something scheduled for next week. We'll let everybody know what it's going to be clearly halfway through the week when we figure it out. We'll let y'all know. And it's going to be something fun. I promise. It'll be fun. And the draft is only, I want to say, it's two weekends away. uh, 19 days away. Yep. Three weeks away. So about three weeks away. Everybody get ready. Thursday night. All right, everybody. Everybody have a good night. And it is always go Colts. Bye, Matt's mom. And go Devils.
Bye, Mom. He is going to drop the throw. Fires deep along the right sideline for Alec, Alec Pierce. Pierce. He's got it. Touchdown! Touchdown! Alec Pierce spikes it into the end zone. Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! A 32-yard grab over the shoulder snag.